Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Robert Moore Podcast. I am your host, Robert Moore. If you want to email me, you can email me, robert at moorewriting.com. You can find this podcast, my YouTube page. One coming pretty soon. Some updates on that, but I'll get to that in a minute. Let me clear my throat. Uh, But you can find all that at my website, www.morewriting.com. I forgot my website for a minute, but it came back to me. So what's up, everybody? Hopefully you had a good week since last week. Um, for, For me, it was ups and downs, just a lot of super highs and super lows, but um, we're, we're, we're celebrating the highs and getting through the lows. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about first is my nephew, Deshaun. He is um, fighting cancer right now, and um, I want to say he's doing it with uh, the most poise and the most grace that I've seen a 12-year-old have. Um, my brother said something at his wedding that we'll talk about is that um, he's dealt with this way better, way, way stronger than what he would have at 12 years old. Same for me. Um, if I'm tw- at the time when I was 12, I'm just figuring out how my body works and girls and school and what I want to be when I grow up and when am I going to get a mustache. Those were the things that I was worrying about 12 at 12 years old. Um, he has a lot bigger of things on his plate right now. So uh, continue to pray and have positive thoughts for my nephew, Deshaun. Um, if it feels, if you feel moved in your heart to donate to the GoFundMe, um, I will include that into this description of this podcast. And um, ahead of time, I want to thank you very much. But um, at 12, one of the strongest people I've ever met. And it makes everyday problems feel not so so huge. So um, we love you, Deshaun, and um, keep inspiring us and keep fighting, and we're, we're with you. Um, some other news that happened. We got to talk about what's going on in Israel. Um, everybody, if, if you can pause and, and do research on um, Palestine and Israel if you're not caught to speed on that, but. Pretty much what happened uh, over the past week was um, the group Hamas, which I'm just going to go ahead and say is a terrorist group. um, They had stationed and positioned themselves in Palestine. So one thing I want to get clear, at least for my part, if if I'm wrong, email me and let me know. But the Palestinian people are not Hamas and vice versa. Hamas is in Palestine, but I'm not grouping Hamas in with the everyday Palestinians who just want to um, have some freedom and some peace. But Hamas attacked Israel. And if all the reports are correct, um, it was pretty brutal. Um, kids killed, adults killed, um, people slaughtered, butchered, tortured, people kidnapped, um, bom- uh, grenades thrown in bomb shelters. They weren't hitting military uh, or government targets, they were going after regular people. Um, Why they did this, what spurred this on, I am not sure. Um, I know it caught Israel off guard, but um, it was was pretty bad. Americans were in it too. So in response, um, Israel is now bombing and just kind of leveling Palestine. Um, The Palestinian people were told, like, they told like a million people to go to the south, but they had six days to do it. 
And I can only imagine what what that's like is if somebody said, hey, Robert, you got six days to get to Florida, pack up all your stuff, all your belongings, don't know what you're going to do for money or job, but get get to the south because somebody in in the Cleveland area did something really bad and and we got to get them. So I feel for the people in Israel, the attack was um, barbaric and the, the normal everyday people that were the ones that were killed, they didn't deserve that. And I also feel bad for um, the Palestinian people that um, suddenly things went from bad to worse for you and you have to now uproot and move. And I'm guessing they're either going to eventually the long term is going to be assimilate into Israel or just relocate to a different country um, all on a whim. Um it's just bad all around, bad all around. I, I pray for peace and freedom for the Palestinian people, and I pray for peace and freedom for the Israelites. Um, I remember a long time ago they had this, they had this program where Palestinian young kids were going to play soccer with Israelites' kids, the kids of Israel. And the idea was that those kids would get to know each other. And then when they grew up and they became the politicians, when they go to negotiate for peace, it's not just that person's a Palestinian, that person's Israelite. It was, oh, I know you and I know you. We we know each other. Let's work this out. We're friends. But somehow, I don't know if it's because the powers that be on either side didn't want really peace but that program ended, and then here we are. So um, I hope someone can figure it out. Uh, to I have my opinions on what should happen, and it seems like a pretty easy thing. But again, I'm not there. I don't want to put myself into shoes that I can't fit. I just pray for peace for everybody, and um, hopefully that comes sooner than later. But it's looking, it's looking bad right now. Looking in the world right now. We got uh, uh, high winds, earthquakes, uh, stuff happening all around, astrological symbols, war in the Middle East. It's about to pop off in other areas, war in Europe. If I'm Jesus and I'm looking, I'm, I'm up, I'm eating my breakfast and I'm watching the news, HNN, and I'm like, man, I better get my sandals on. <laughs> it might be time to go down there. And, and kind of push things forward. But I, I just hope everybody's okay and I pray for peace. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers with everybody. On to some lighter news, the WNBA, the two super teams, ready to face off in the finals. We had the New York Liberty. We had the Los Angeles Aces. We had the uh, two top players in the league. We had all-stars all around. And you know what happened so far? The Aces are up 2-0. And both games, the last game was definitely a blowout, but I want to say both games are blowouts. And it's not looking too good for the New York Liberty. I never, I didn't know that the New York Liberty never won a WNBA championship. Of all the players they had, they've never won it. The Aces won it last year, and they're looking to go back-to-back. Um, I picked the Aces, even though both teams are loaded. The Liberty could have... I hope. You, do y'all hear that? I hope they're not coming for me because I didn't do anything. But um, I hope that the Liberty, 
I, I didn't hope the Liberty. I thought they could do it because they have such great shooting. They could have easily won the series, but I picked the Aces because it seems like the Aces have a little bit more dog in them, a little bit more swag. You know, just the eyeball test if you're at the playground, who are you picking? Are you picking the Liberty or are you picking the Aces? I was picking the Aces. They don't have Candace Parker healthy, but if she was healthy, I would definitely pick them. Also, if you are the if you lose out on the the MVP, you probably win the championship, Jokic. And uh, now, um, uh, I can't think of her name. I was just talking about her, and I can't think of her name. Um, I just see her on the bag of chips in that commercial with Charles Barkley. But uh, she should have probably been the she could have been the MVP easily. But I don't know if that's sparking their team, but they're up, and it looks like they're going to be champions again. Also, they got Becky Hammond. I call her um, the daughter of Popovich. <laughs> she has them playing out of their mind, so um, I'm picking them to win that. So shout out to the WNBA for having this is a great drama. I wish this I wish this could go seven games, and I wish it was closer, but it is what it is. Um. Speaking of sports, my San Francisco 49ers put it on my brother's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and my aunt. She's in that, too. She's a Cowboys fan. But uh, I thought this was going to be a close game because two top defenses, it was not close. My 49ers drubbed them. My 49ers seem like they're on a mission this year, and uh, it's so far so good. We'll see what we can do against the Eagles. I hate this coming up weekend because – I'm a 49ers fan. That's who I rep. That's my team. That's who I'm going with. But at the same time, I root for the Browns. They're, I, I'm in the Cleveland area. I like my friends and family to be happy. But they're going to have to take an L against my 49ers. And it, they got a bunch of players hurt. Deshaun Watson's hurt. Um, a lot of them are, are going to um, play. So I think that uh, it's going to be a, a blowout. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm sorry, Cleveland. And people are asking me, like, how can you be in Cleveland and be a 49ers fan? When I was growing up, I didn't know the difference between regionalized sports and national sports or regionalized coverage. So when I'm watching the local news and they're talking Cleveland, 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 I thought everybody was seeing the same news all over the country. So I thought that New York... I thought Cleveland was more like New York and we were the center of everything. So I didn't want to follow. I don't want to be a bandwagoner and jump on Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. So I said, I got to pick another team. And that team was the 49ers. And they ended up doing what 49ers do. Also in the 80s, when I was growing up, 80s and 90s, a lot of movies and TV shows were based out of San Francisco. You have Full House. There was the movie Metro. Um there was a lot of other movies that just were based out of San Francisco. So I was I was a San Francisco fan of everything. I was their baseball team, the uh, football team. I, I wasn't a Warriors fan because they played in Oakland and I saw them more as Oakland. So I was I was a Bulls fan. But now, funny thing is, the Warriors now play in San Francisco. And if that was true growing up, I would have been a Warriors fan. That's strange being a Cavs fan talking about the Warriors, but... It is what it is. So shout out to my 49ers. I beat the Browns. Hopefully this will sober them up and they'll get they'll get their act right after this week. So now let's talk about my brother's wedding, which I'm going to dub the best wedding ever. You said I I said it right. This was the best wedding. I've been to a ton of weddings 
And this is the best one that I've, I've ever been to. So first, we'll start off with Friday. Um, Friday, I tried to see my nephew. Um, he wasn't feeling well, so I didn't get a chance to see him. After that, I went down and we practiced at the lake because the wedding was, was at uh, the beautiful lake. Um, got to see some of my cousins. Turns out my nephew did show up at the lake that day. And we had a good practice session on that Friday. So I remember my sister, just to make sure everybody was on time, she told our people like, hey, make sure to be there at 12. And I went home, I fell asleep, I woke up. And then when I got I got up, I was thinking, okay, the wedding's at one. She told everybody be there at 12, so they would be there at one o'clock. So I got my stuff ready and I left thinking I would be there. I would get there about like 12.05. But then I started thinking, what if the wedding was at 12? And that's why she told people to be there at 12. So I was worried I was going to be late. I show up there. I'm super early. Not only is the wedding not at one, it's at three o'clock. So I told my wife, who was getting my daughter ready, we were going to drive separately to be there at um, at 12.30. I then call her and say, no, it's going to be at three o'clock. And so they didn't come at 12.30. They didn't come at 2.30 because my little one was like, I'm tired. And she just laid down. Turns out she had COVID. <laughs> so if she would have showed up to the wedding she probably would have gave everybody COVID. So that, that turned out, that turned out good. Uh, so, um, I get there, help set up some chairs, help do some things. My sisters are there doing things and we, we did some work. We met, uh, the wedding planner. We had met her at the rehearsal, but she was running around doing stuff and uh, everybody was just kind of getting, getting small things together. And I remember I want to, I'm going to call her Jennifer. She might've been Jessica. I'm calling her Jennifer, but it was her and I, we were there by ourselves and I was putting, um, getting some of the, the beverages, the adult beverages together. And she was there. And uh, just for small talk, I said, I told her, I said, I just saw a survey of the most stressful jobs in America. And one of them was wedding planner. And we, we talked a little bit about that. And then she said, she's usually wound up in like the high pressure, the high stakes of a wedding calms her down and I'm like okay you have the number four stressful job in the world so you can calm down how is she when like at normal she must be super super turned up and I was just thinking like man I'm not I'm glad I'm not your man because that has to be a tough job no disrespect to Jennifer slash Jessica but I was kind of disturbed by that that being a wedding planner kind of calms her down when that is a super stressful job so um, everything gets gets ready, gets set up. And I, I got to say, at the beginning, there was like sandstorms. It was kind of cold. Uh, it was uh, cloudy. It looked like it might have to come inside. When I pulled up, my sisters had like this arch and the wind blew it down and it broke. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to go off today. And then miraculously, the closer it got to the time for the actual wedding, it got a little bit warmer. Sun came out. Skies cleared up. Not as windy. The sandstorms had stopped. And it was it for, for a second, it was like a beautiful day, just in time for the ceremony. So we uh, we go down. Um, we, we do our thing. 
And uh, I, I got to say, one of the moments where I almost got choked up was, you know, first the groomsmen, we all came down, did our thing. We're standing in the line. And then uh, the the brides, the bridal party, if you want to call it that, they're coming down slowly one by one. And my sisters are coming down in these beautiful blue dresses the sky is blue. The clouds are white. Everything looks perfect. Wind's slightly blowing. And, I, and I'm looking up because we're down. The stairs go down. And they all looked like different versions of my mom walking down out of the sky. And that that got me choked up a little bit. Um, I had my, my shades on. But that that kind of it kind of made me feel like mom was there. So <clears throat> we get there. Ceremony's going on, but before we sit down, there's just enough wind to blow some of the sand. And like the kids were sitting in the front row, and every time the wind would blow, it would kind of smack them in the face, and they'd all scream and and turn away. That made me laugh. So my, they weren't getting super hurt, but it, it was just funny enough to where to watch it. It made me laugh. So I went from being emotional to to laughing. So my my brother does his triumphant. Uh, walk down and then um, his bride comes down. Um, great ceremony, very beautiful. Um, like I said, the lake and everything, the pictures came out super beautiful. And uh, that was the ceremony. So after that, we do our walk up. It's a nice little celebration. We're all taking pictures and stuff. And then it's time for the reception. And at the reception, one, I want to say it was completely beautiful. Um, just a great ambiance. It looked like royalty. It looked like a ceremony for a king and queen. It was just beautiful in there. And uh, they had snacks, which was a great idea because I wouldn't have thought about snacks. But they had snacks around where people can munch on things, eat on things. Total open bar. Um, so we all got to sit around, do get some snacks, get some drinks, listen to some good music. Um, it was just absolutely uh a beautiful celebration. Um, the sna- like I said, the snacks were great. Drinks were great. Um, the bride's family and friends were great. Her brother, Justin, that's my guy now. Um, I don't know if he knows it, but that's, that's, that's my guy. He seems like a really cool down the earth family man guy. Kind of like if you, if you, if you were in this stage of life and you had to pick new friends, you really don't make new friends. That's my new friend. <laughs> like I said, he he may not know it, but that's that that's my guy now. Um, everybody was super cool. Abe, who was on her side, he used to be my barber a long time ago. I think he cut my dad's hair, so I knew him well. It was good seeing him. Um, the the bridesmaid was beautiful. Hey, bridesmaid, she looked stunning. Um, everything was was stunning. My family. Um, as far as my cousins go, it was the first time that we really got together outside of a funeral that we could come together and celebrate. We all weren't there, but there was a lot of people that I had seen that hadn't seen in a long time there. So my aunts were there, um, my aunt Sherry, uh, my aunt um, Angie, uh, just uh, the whole family was there. We got to talk and catch up and have good memories. Um, all my cousins, it was great seeing them. Some of them I hadn't seen in years. It was just a great, um, celebration. Um, great speeches, my sisters showing their love for our new sister, Allison. 
Um, my brother gave a great speech for Deshaun in claiming victory over cancer, and we were all with him and supporting him. And it was overall, it was a great time. Why do I say this was the best wedding ever? And it is because at this wedding, there was enough, there was enough of a grandstanding ambiance of, of, of what you would think of a wedding. You think of this glamorous celebration. There was a lot of that. Um, it just looked the part. It felt the part. It felt like a wedding. At the same time, it felt like a party and a celebration. It felt like we were celebrating a Super Bowl championship. It felt great. Um, sometimes you go to weddings and they're a little bit too uppity and it's too formal. There's not enough fun and not enough celebration. It's all ceremony. I've been to those and those are great. Um, this had that, but it also had the fun. And you've gone, to, I've gone to some weddings where it's really toned down. It's more of a celebration, not so much of a wedding. It seems more like a party more than a wedding. And that's cool too. But this had both. This had the wedding feel and it had um, a celebration kind of feel too. So shout out to Tobias and Allison. You guys did a great job. Um, shout out to my sisters. Shout out to all my cousin's family that were there. Um, my cousin Sierra, she sang and sounded absolutely amazing. My uncle Chris came. Almost, He's so young, I want to call him my cousin Chris. He's my uncle Chris. Um, he came down. Um, some Michigan people, they had called in on the phone and we talked to them on the phone. Uh, it was just a great, great time. Shout out to Jennifer, Jessica, because she was there super early working. I thought when the wedding would start, she was going to forget she was at work and she was going to turn up and show out at the wedding. I was expecting that, but no, she had fun with us, but she stayed professional and she like, she was cleaning up and doing stuff in the background when um, she thought no one was noticing, but I, I noticed. Um, shout out to the photographers. Um, they uh, they were very playful with us. They um, went along with some of the jokes. They just fit in nicely and they were good sports about things. Super shout out to the bartender. Uh, that guy, one, it was a long, long day for him. Just serving drinks. But he was also asked to take pictures, get in pictures, and uh, he was a good sport about all of that stuff. He laughed and joked with us as well. Um, I could have seen where he might have been like, oh, a long day with these people I don't know. But no, he he was a great sport and, and he uh, got along with everybody. So all around to everybody that was there, great job, great speeches. Food was phenomenal. Uh, the drinks were, were amazing. It was a great time. And like I said, you got to really celebrate the good times when you can celebrate because bad times will come. But at the end of the day, you're going to remember the good times. And this is one of the definitely one of the days that I will remember. So congratulations to my brother, Tobias. Congratulations to my new sister, Allison. We all love you. And here's to uh, many, many long years of, of happiness. So that's going to end this episode of the Robert Moore podcast. If you have any questions or you want to talk to me for some strange reason, you can email me, robert at morewriting.com. You can also go to my website and all this information will be there. So thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs>